Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Welcome to Go Your Own Way. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I hope you don't leave that in. <laughs> Couldn't even say the name of the podcast. Go me. <laughs> Welcome to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we go in ways like that. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jen. I'm your other host, Eric. And it's just the two of us tonight. Woo! Yeah! Peter is off doing family things. Like going to Disneyland. I'm a little jealous. Ridiculous. I know. Ridiculous. I know, but he did go on Disneyland on one of like the hottest days of the year. So uh not as fun. Yeah, standing in line in hundred degree weather does not sound like fun to me. Uh, no. No. I'm glad most of the day today I was in a air conditioned room, but as soon as I stepped outside it was just like, oh no, this is the worst. <laughs> My laptop has already overheated, like, four times today, because my place doesn't have air conditioning. So, (laughs) good times. Yikes. Yeah. It should be fine now, because it's nighttime, right? But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, that would be sort of a bummer. Yeah, just a little bit, though. All right. Well, we are without Peter. Um... But a reader recommended this story to us. Um, so, Eric, why don't you take it away? All right. This is uh, The Shortcut Home by AppDude27. You may remember him from uh, the movie one that we did. I'm terrible with titles. What the hell uh, is it called? Studio 5, I believe. Okay. From Studio 5, well, where it all turned out to be some sort of bizarre reality movie thing. What a twist. What a twist. It's a twist. (laughs) But we we did get laid. Yeah. Yeah. So totally worth it. I mean, that's really what I was hoping for the entire time. Let's see. Uh, The description is, it was supposed to be your typical walk home from school. Take the shortcut through the woods. How difficult can that be, right? In this horrifying story game, play the role of an adventurous teenage student just trying to get home from school. Why are we going through the woods? If movies have taught us anything, it's that being an adventurous teenager has an extremely short life expectancy. Seriously. This is Mm. going to be bad times for everybody. Oh, there is a warning that some of the items may not be worth tanking and will hinder us later. And this has both of us all right. worried. Yeah, because... very worried because I like to take all the things. And if it's going to hinder me, then that's going to be a problem. Right. I feel like this is going to make for a lot of paranoia and um, yeah. intense decision making. Very intense decision making. All right, let's get started. The symphonies of snoring and vigorous notebook writing fill your ears as you sit in class at Bridgeport High School. Why can't this English class be over already, you think to yourself. 
Slowly, you pull out your phone and start checking your texts. Hey, do you want to go see Studio 5 tonight? It's supposed to be an awesome movie. <laughs> That's a callback. Very nice. Very nice. Your friend asks you, Is that the murder mystery? It sounds really good. I can't even imagine what it must feel like getting chased by a killer in real life. You respond back. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Callback and foreshadowing. Yeah. On the first page. Wow. Well done. Ring, 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 ring. I might have actually said too many rings. Well, you know. But... The sound of your high school's bell screams into your ears as you lift your head up from your cell phone. It looks like it's time to go home. You grab your belongings, throw everything into your backpack, and rush out of your classroom. Flooded in the halls are hundreds of students and faculty. You squeeze your way past the crowds to your locker and spin the lock for your combination. 14, 22, 10, click. If anyone reading this knows the author personally, that's probably his password or PIN number to something. So go ahead and use that for evil. You swing the locker open and grab your books. Why does there have to be so much homework? It's Friday. It's the weekend. Three days. You know Three days it. for homework. That's why there's so much of it. You close the locker and make your tedious way down the stairs of the school to the exit. Outside, you see the same long row of six or seven school buses. Luckily for you, your home is walking distance from the school, so you don't have to deal with finding a seat or bullies. Although you do wish your parents would surprise you with a car. After all, your 16th birthday is coming up soon. Ha 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 ha. Oh, to be surprised with a car. Seriously. I wish... Someone would surprise me with a car and have one of those giant carbos on top of it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or just put a giant carbo on top of something, like, smaller. Yes. Also... The bow is the real gift. Yes. Also acceptable, because giant bow. All right. You follow the crowds out of the school grounds and cross the street. There are two paths you can take. The shortcut to begin a new story, or author's note, note from the author. Uh, are those the names of the paths, or is, like, the (laughs) author trying to tell us something? I think it's an actual note from the author. I feel like if we're going to get tips and tricks, maybe we should read it. I guess we should. I mean, (laughs) don't you always read the author's notes? Always. I was one of the kids who would, like, get, grab the like game booklet for all of the video games yeah ever and read them and everyone else oh my gosh i used to read those all the time and yeah like i always like looking at the pretty pictures inside what can i say right you get a bunch of fun little like notes and facts about all the characters and situations and stuff yeah you don't get that if you don't read it Right? You used to get to ogle all, like, the cool equipment you could get, but now it's all, like, you have to actually get it before anyone And now, like, all those um, manuals and stuff are all digital. So, like, they don't even give it to you. So, like, I never read the manual anymore because it's all digital. It's not nearly as much fun. No. All right. (laughs) Author's note. 
Welcome to The Shortcut Home, the newest and latest story from me, AppDude27. Thank you for taking the time to play this story game. I would appreciate it if you could leave a reading and comment after your experience. Any feedback will help me a lot. Before you begin your walk home from school, I must let you know that there are, there are several branching paths that you can take. Every choice that you make, even the smallest, will have consequences. This includes social, physical, grabbing or not grabbing items, and even which way you go. Some tips. You don't have to grab every item you come across. It's entirely up to you. Try to make honest decisions. It will make the story much more meaningful to you. Ooh. Ooh. Very important choices in the game will look like this. It's blue. <laughs> yeah, it's it's blue and in bold. <laughs> Those choices will change the course of the story. Any choices that are not blue will still change the story as well, but not with as much gravity as the blue choices. Hmm. Ooh, so That's we gotta really take. pay attention to the blue ones. Alright. There are several endings to this story. There is also a secret ending depending on your choices and if you survive. Dun dun dun! And now the shortcut. I feel like the shortcut would be the name of, like, a jackass stunt. Probably. And now the shortcut. Dun 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 with bees. Start playing the banjo. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. Alright, you turn to take the shortcut through the woods. Surprisingly, not many people know about this shortcut. You stumbled upon it on accident while following a group of students that live near you. The path remains pretty isolated for the most part. That's not creepy at all. No. Because if you stumbled on the shortcut, they weren't using the shortcut, right? Right. So you were like creepily stalking a group of kids through the woods, and you were like, oh, look, a path! <laughs> okay. The sound of cracking twigs and the wind hitting the trees becomes more apparent. The farther away you leave the school, the more silent with nature you get. Screech! <laughs> ah, thank you, silent nature. The sound of an animal's cry of pain fills your ears. You look around and don't see anything. You keep walking forward until you reach a cliff. Normally, you walk around the cliff and continue upwards. Screech! It looks like the sound is coming from down below. Important choice! Do you risk climbing down the cliff to investigate the noise, or do you ignore the noise and continue your way home? Your decision will have consequences. Da-da-da! The human in me wants to investigate... But, uh, the klutz in me is like, uh, you will die. <laughs> uh, I feel like, I feel like we should investigate. I think we should. Yeah. Because animals, cool. right? Right? Never let the animals die. No. Even though nature. <laughs> well, yeah. Intervene in nature at all times is the moral I mean, because we're humans, that's what we do. We meddle. We're meddlers. Meddlers. We're like that overly concerned mom in the neighborhood who's constantly popping up and going, well, I was just concerned. I was <laughs> concerned. 
Oh, God. I got in trouble for shit like that all the time. Like, doing something basically innocuous. Someone in the neighborhood's like, I was concerned. Oh. Ugh. Bullshit. <laughs> you have made your decision. Oh, my God. For some reason, you feel different. You feel chills swing over your body, almost as if someone is watching you and your every move. You turn around, nothing but the forest and trees. You approach the cliff and see an old wooden ladder. You've always been too afraid to approach the cliff, mostly due to your fear of heights. The ladder is fastened to the cliff, allowing for travel below. You grab onto it and slowly make your way down. Your hands begin to get sweaty at the climb. You must be several hundred feet in the air. Don't look down, don't look down, don't look down, you tell yourself. Screech! You hear the sound of the animal's cries in pain. Your pace hastens as you continue your trek down the ladder. Pop, 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 pop. You look up at ladder. The weight <laughs> of your body. <laughs> Hello, ladder. Hello, ladder. Hello, ladder. You look up at ladder. The weight of your body and backpack have caused it to unhinge. This old thing can't hold your weight much longer. Now what? We can jump or continue our pace. Um... I... I'm not... Like, I know in the movies the answer is always jump. But I'm all, I'm not really sure how... How far up are we? Who knows? I don't know. And also, I feel like if you're going to fall... It's probably better like, to be falling while holding on to the ladder, right? Because then yeah, maybe exactly. the ladder will break your fall. And you want to be on the ladder as far, as long as possible. Yeah. Like. Yeah. All right. I think we ladder. stay on the ladder. Yeah. Okay. Let me do it. I actually saved a toad at work the other day. Ooh. It got trapped in a trash bin, and I took it outside. Very nice. That's right. Thank you. Like my good Samaritan points for the day, please. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. The screws on the ladder begin to fall off, almost hitting you in the face. You slowly and cautiously continue your way down the ladder. Plosh. I like that noise. Yeah. Good job. Plosh. Luckily for you, your feet hit the grass at the bottom of the cliff. You look up and notice the ladder is definitely not going to be your way back up. Ah, crap. <laughs> the screeching sound gets louder and louder. You quickly turn around. The bottom of the cliff is pretty dark. You pull out your smartphone and slide the lock. Just as fast, you turn on the flash, revealing the darkness. The bottom of the cliff feels more like a cave than anything else. You walk slowly, hoping that a bear didn't make its home down here. You continue your way through the cliff until you come across a fox. The fox appears to be stuck. Its hind leg is trapped between two large rocks. You shine the light on the fox, revealing its red eyes. It growls at you, but then painfully makes a screeching sound. You look down at the two rocks and see some blood. Perhaps the rocks fell from the cavern ceiling, pitting the fox's leg as beneath it. You're not exactly a hunter or a fox trainer. Is it safe to free the fox from its prison? Well, we came down here. We better free the fox. Yeah, it seems... Otherwise, like, like why did we come all the way down this way? Right? Yeah. Right? We knew that there was going to be a wild animal to deal with. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, we should be good. And this is an important choice. 
Of course it is. Move the two rocks and free the fox. You have made your decision. Oh my gosh. That text creeps me out because it's like, oh God, <laughs> what have we made the wrong decision? <laughs> you grab one of the large rocks and push it aside with all your might. You can hear the fox wincing in pain, but it's no longer screeching. You grab the other rock and forcefully move it aside. The fox gets up and begins licking its paw, still crying in pain. Finally, the fox looks up at you and then turns to scurry away. You exhale in relief that the fox is okay and didn't attack you. Yay! We made a new fox friend. Right? Maybe he'll show up later. Ooh. I hope so. I hope so, too. You continue your way down the cavern. As you take each step, you fear that you may never see the sun ever again. Oh. All right. You shine your phone's flash on the ground and see a fork in the path. You try to investigate for signs and see one. Danger! Right path is unstable. Which way do you go? Um. Right path is unstable is a pretty clear sign to take the left path. Probably, but when has instability ever stopped us? <laughs> it's never stopped us yet. That's true. Very right? true. Right? Like, what if the man is just trying to hide something? Mm. I mean, thinking on the meta <laughs> level... It does seem a little early for a 7 out of 8 length story yeah. to be killing us, right? Like, we haven't even gotten to the killer. Right. Alright, should we brave the le the right path? The, un the instability? I think we should. Alright. Accepting the existential dangers, you ignore the sign and push forward, hoping that it might just be old or something. As you make your way down the cavern, you see a light shrouded in darkness. What is a light doing in the middle of this cavern, you think to yourself? You follow the light and finally get to it. It's a gasoline lamp. You turn the corner where the light is and notice that you are in some kind of bedroom. What? Oh. We're in a bedroom in a cave. This is no good for anybody. Yeah, this is not good. Even nice people tend to get upset when they find you in their bedrooms. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like... Gasoline lamps need to be refilled fairly often, right? Like, right, right. Yeah. So whoever whoever lives there is gonna come back. Yep. Not good. No. In one corner of the room is a cot on the floor. Beside the cot is a fire with a cooking pit above it. You see several newspapers and toilet paper on another side. Next to the lantern, you see a crumpled piece of paper. You unfold it and realize that it is a newspaper clipping. Killer released from sanitarium. The article is too old to read. Could the killer be living here? You shudder and decide to make your way back to the left path. There's a killer. <laughs> and he's crazy. Right? He's the escape from a sanitarium. Oh, he didn't escape. They let him out. Those bastards. <laughs> oh, it does say released. What? What? Who does that? Idiots. <sighs> Alright. You make your way down the left path of the cave. The further you walk, the less dark it gets. It looks like you're finally reaching an exit. 
The sun beats down on your face. You leave the cavern and realize that you have no clue where you are. You pull out your phone and enter the GPS app. Unfortunately, you don't have any reception from where you are. Better check later. You start heading forward, trying to think where the cavern could have taken you in comparison to where you climbed down. You walk around the cavern opening and realize that there's way too many trees to see anything from above. You continue forward, hoping you stumble home. Doesn't sound like the best strategy, honestly. No. You make your walk through the forest. Pulling out your phone, you look at the time. 4.15pm. The bell at school rang exactly one hour ago. You've been traveling through this shortcut for one hour. If you just would have taken the long way home, you wouldn't be in this mess. So, the moral of the story is, don't take shortcuts. That's right. All shortcuts are bad. They are shortcuts for a reason. If they were actual shortcuts, they would be the official frickin' path. <laughs> right? Sort of like... That's true. There's no such thing as alternative medicine. If it worked, it'd be medicine. Like, Yeah. If the shortcut were really the quickest, safest way, everyone would use it. That's right. Please don't do this! Please! You hear the sound of a girl. You start running forward and come across a large boulder. From the opposite side of the boulder, you see the girl. Her wrists are bound. You can see a figure above her. The figure appears to be wearing a clown mask. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you one of the clown fear people? Oh, creepy clowns. I did an opera recently. I know, going off on a tangent. I, uh played in the orchestra for an opera recently that was like a clown who um finds out that his uh wife is cheating on him and like in the middle of their performance he basically murders her um and murders her lover so good times what killer clowns also italian opera it's not italian opera unless someone dies Jesus. Mm-hmm. What's the name of this opera? Um, Pagliacci. Pagliacci. Like okay. Yeah. Murder clowns. Murder clowns. All right. Murder clowns from the 19th century? Good lord. That's right. All right. I'll do anything you want. Please don't kill me. The clown mask figure grabs a long machete from his pocket and playfully wraps it around the girl's neck. You can hear the girl whimper in pain. I've never, ever seen pants with a pocket that you could fit a machete in. Seriously. Just saying. And a long machete. Not a small one, but a long one. It's one of those, it's a real manly machete. Not one of those baby sissy machetes you get at, like, Home Depot. (laughs) This This is an import machete. It's illegal in seven countries. Very nice. Yes. Important choice! Do you risk trying to save the girl from the clown, or do you wait to see what happens? Well, I mean, if we save the girl, we might get laid. That's true, but if we wait to see what happens, uh, now we're probably just going to get to see someone murdered, I guess. Which doesn't seem particularly appealing. Um, Do we want to attack Machete Clown? That seems like... Nah, he's got a machete. We had we don't have a shot. A yeah, shot. 
let's try waiting. Maybe something maybe something good will happen as opposed to hideous murder. Okay. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Cowardice is always rewarded. Well. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a single chance against a clown with a machete. You crouch down and hope that something can happen. Please, I beg of you, help, somebody help. The clown grabs the mouth of the girl with his bare hands. She screams in his palm, but you can't hear her. You turn around and close your eyes, hoping this could all end quickly. Get your clown tongue in my mouth right now. What the fuck? You open your eyes. What just happened? You turn around and see the girl. She's still tied up. The clown guy is on the ground. His mask is still on. They appear to be making out. How did you like this little sexcapade? Don't you just love role-playing? You hear the girl say to the clown. She takes the clown's mask off, revealing a teenage guy. He nods and continues making out with the girl. All right. All right. Good thing we waited instead of trying to... Right, and now they're going to get laid, and we can creepily watch from behind the boulder. Everybody wins. Yay. Woo! So this wasn't a real serial killer clown? Something's up. Yeah, they have freaky sex. You walk around (laughs) the boulder and approach the couple. No! Why did we stop it? (laughs) Terrible idea. Why? Why? Leave the poor people alone. I mean, we have a phone. I'm sure there's a market out there for creepy clown role-playing. Maybe. (laughs) The girl looks up at you. Oh my god, it's a pervert. Were you watching us? You look at the girl in disbelief. I thought you were going to die. The clown guy takes his mask off. Yeah, everything's fine. We're just role-playing. You look at the couple in disbelief. Who role-plays a serial killer clown kidnapping in the middle of the forest? It's about time we start leaving anyway, right, honey? The clown suggests. Yeah, I don't want any pervs watching us. The girl gives you a menacing look. They both get up and start heading back towards the way you came. You're still in disbelief at what just happened. You take a deep breath and continue your way home. You hope. Why don't we just follow them? Right? I think at this point, as awkward as the situation is... Follow them, get out of the creepy forest, and then make your way home. And maybe they have a car. Maybe they can give you a ride home. Right? I feel like that would be sort of the nice thing to do. Like, oh, are you fucking lost? Why are you wandering around in the woods, dude? Like, <sighs> Jesus. Our only option is the off-beaten path. Not the beaten-off path, because we decided to interrupt things. Of course. The more you walk down the forest path, the less confident you feel about which direction you're going. You pull your phone out and check for a single. Signal. Still nothing. (laughs) Snap. You turn around at the sound of a crack. What was that? Is someone following you? Is it that creepy couple again? You turn back around and continue your way through the forest. Eventually, you reach a sign. The sign is wooden and very old. You doubt that anyone has seen this sign in a while. Natural springs with an arrow pointing to the right. The sign would seem pretty normal if there wasn't a handprint of blood on it. Dun dun dun! You're unsure what to do. Should we examine the sign further? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
You walk forward and look at the sign from a closer perspective. The handprint of blood looks old, as if someone left their mark here months ago. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you look down at the floor and see a crumpled up flyer. A flyer? <laughs> you pick up the flyer and read what it says. Apparently, it's dated over a year ago. Local boy goes missing. Joshua Matthews, unfortunately saddled with two first names. Shush. <laughs> For those of you listeners out there, I also have two first names. Yay. Yep. And don't we all feel sorry for you? I know. That's why everyone ends up calling me by my last name. Really? Well, especially teachers. Because it's the first thing that they see when they look at a roll sheet. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I bet that there's almost always another Jen or Jennifer in your class. Absolutely. Like, alright. You sound much more like a Jen than a Holly, though. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so Joshua Matthews, 16-year-old boy, has gone missing in the town of Bridgeport. Sources say he was last seen at school. The local police have scavenged the area around the school, and search teams have been through the forest. He has dark brown hair, 5'4", and green eyes. He is very energetic, kind, and adventurous. If anyone knows anything about Joshua, please call this number. Alright, so more of a news story than a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. You shudder at the thought of someone being missing, especially someone being the same age as you. Wait, we shudder at the thought of someone being the same age as us? That seems a little Someone's weird. missing that's the same age as us, and there's a serial killer out there. Right. Right? Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good combination it, of things. This is not good. No, and I bet we have green eyes, and we're kind of short. Oh. Yeah. And we're kind and adventurous because we saved a fox and climbed yes, down a ladder. Yes, we did, which means we're screwed now. I hope we get sleepy soon. <laughs> the more you walk down the forest path, the less confident you've... Oh, okay, we're back oh, at the, th- okay, we're we're back back, the sign. We're right. still at the sign, so we have to decide then, do we follow the sign or do we not follow the sign? If someone has set up a natural springs... It's more likely that we're going to find something there that will show us the way home. That's as opposed true. to not following the sign and hoping that we wander upon like a road or home or something. That's true. Or another couple screwing in the woods. Right. I guess we should follow the sign then, because at least maybe that'll lead us to some sort of civilization, right? All right. Follow the sign. Even though it's got a bloody hand on it. <laughs> you decide to follow the sign. A couple minutes pass. You were not ready to walk in this forest today. Sporting jeans and a t-shirt, you couldn't feel more hot. The thought of ripping your jeans into shorts crosses your mind. We've been out here an hour and a half and we're already like, Oh my god, take these clothes off. <laughs> Seriously? Wow. You just really need water. Unlucky for you, you were so quick to leave school. You forgot to fill your water bottle. You suddenly begin to hear the sound of rapid water. You've made it to the springs. You've never seen these springs before. 
No kidding. Nor have you heard anyone talk about them. You see one large body of water. There's a waterfall and cliff protruding high above. You remember seeing on survival TV shows that spring water like this is safe to drink. Then again, you also remember some people getting sick of dysentery. Otherwise known as the shit yourself to death disease. Oregon Trail. Yes. Oregon Trail. And many, many How I learned all about the diseases and things that can kill you <laughs> in the woods. Right? How, how freaked out did Oregon Trail make you about breaking a bone? Oh my god. It was the worst. Right? Good thing I, the only boat that I've broken is my pinky toe. I don't think I could die from a pinky toe. But then again, I'm sure the Oregon Trail would find a way. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I broke my, like, both bones in my arm when I was a small child. And I was like, ah, they're going to Oregon Trail me. <laughs> it's going to leave me by the side of the road. Yeah. All right. Important decision. <gasps> do you risk drinking the spring water or do you hold off on drinking the spring water? Your decision will have consequences. Okay, so we need water. Um, I know that, at least this is what we learned in the fifth grade when we went to, like, the nature camp, because that's what all fifth graders around here do, go up in the mountains and learn about th how things work in the woods, even though we have no woods here. <laughs> um... But running, running spring water is supposed to be okay. It's stagnant water that you shouldn't drink. Yeah, and if this is in fact like the spring and it's close to the source, it should be fine. I mean, we hear rapid water. We, there's a waterfall. Um, so as long as we don't like drink the stagnant part, then we're good. Yeah. But it doesn't say if, like, we're drinking the stagnant part or the part that's, like, running over, like, a creek. I think we're okay. I think, think we're, we're okay. I think we're okay. All right. I think we're all right. I mean, Let's if we it. die of a brain-eating amoeba, then that'd be a pretty interesting way to go. Right. It, it will at least be an interesting death. Like, <laughs> I figure, like, if I do die because of, like, a brain thing, I really hope it's a brain thing that, like, you know, makes you slowly go crazy, as yeah. opposed to just, like, turns you into vegetable or something. Right. Or just, you know, one day your involuntary actions stop working and you stop breathing and die. Like, oh, that's no fun. Man. Yeah. All right. You have made your decision. <laughs> you drop down on your knees. You edge forward beside the spring and drink the water. The cold splash of water tickles down your throat. You feel invigorated to finally have something to drink. You wash your face and hands. Eventually, you get up. It's time to fa find a way out of here, you think to yourself. Hopefully, that spring water won't come back to bite you later. The RV. What? Apparently, there's an RV. Apparently there's an RV. 
You make your way past the springs. You can only hope that you are going the right way. Glancing at your watch, you notice the time, 4.50. It's been almost two hours since the final bell rang. Last time we pulled out our phone to check the time, and we had a watch this whole time? Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. Extra movements. That's why you were so hot. All that extra (laughs) exertion. Wow. Yeah. From watching the couple. Right. (laughs) Alright. As you make your way down the forest, your eyes widen in surprise. A big white RV? The RV looks pretty old, as if it hadn't been driven in a long time. The front of the RV is completely smashed. Maybe someone drove down here and crashed it here on accident. You don't see any roads, though. Rust and ivy cover most of the dilapidated vehicle. Perhaps someone lives there. Maybe they can get you out of here. Important decision! Do you (laughs) knock on the RV door to see if anyone is at home? Or do you hide and wait around to see if anyone comes back? Mm. Okay, so going with horror movie logic, I feel like knock on the RV door means someone offers us food that is drugged, and yeah. we wake up hanging by our ankles with blood draining out of our necks. Yeah, no. No, no, no. We do not knock on that door. Whoever <laughs> chooses to live in an RV in the woods... Ooh. Yeah, a smashed RV in the woods. Oh my gosh, no. Alright, no, I think that's fair. Let's wait. Maybe the weird couple will come back. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Then we could remember to actually get out our cell phone camera. Right? Jesus. (laughs) You decide to hide around and wait until anyone arrives. A few moments later, you see a large figure in large black boots. He appears to be holding on to the girl you saw earlier today. She's screaming for help. Oh, no, no. You don't get to pull me in with that again. Right? Cry killer clown once. Shame on you. (laughs) Cry killer clown twice. Shame on me. Oh, man. Or however that goes. Yeah. How are you going to do anything if you can't defend yourself? Elizabeth! You hear the costume clown guy from the distance. The figure stops and throws Elizabeth on the ground. Charlie! No! He's going to kill you! The clown costume guy grabs his machete and stabs the figure. Angered, the figure stabs Charlie back and then runs inside the RV. You run up to the two of them. The girl looks up at you in surprise. You have to help us! And she whispers, perv, under her breath, probably. (laughs) Sorry, that was not actually in the story. That was me. I want to make that clear, I guess. I Although think she's that... thinking it. Right. <laughs> she totally is. Bitch. <laughs> I don't think that killer is done yet, you hear Charlie say from the ground. Charlie, are you okay? No, the killer stabbed me in the ribs. Charlie coughs up blood. He looks at you and hands you his car keys. Man, hand me the machete. Yeah, right? Please, take these keys and get the car over there. He points to his car several hundred feet away. I'll stay here with you, Charlie, you hear the girl say. No, Elizabeth, go with them, Charlie responds. I'm not going anywhere without you. You start making your way to the car. You put the keys into the ignition and drive to the RV. When you get back, however, there's no one to be seen. 
You make your way into the RV. Nothing. Where did they all go? Uh -oh. oh my gosh. Chapter 3, Missing. What was chapter 2? Chapter 3 is Missing. I think the name of the chapter is Missing. Hmm. You find yourself standing outside the killer's RV. Charlie's car is still running behind you. Where did they all go? They couldn't have gone far. The campsite is relatively small. The killer's RV stands in the far east corner. Charlie's car is also there as well. A picnic table and chairs are on the west corner. A metal garbage can stands in between these two corners. We can examine the picnic area, the RV, Charlie's car, or the trash can. Hmm. Should we just go top to bottom? Like, we're going to hit everything, right? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Picnic area! You approach the picnic area. <laughs> the picnic area. It's pretty old and rusty. The picnic table is also the home to a beehive. Better be careful for that. Yes. Let's not Let's fuck with remember the that in case we need to deal with the killer. No, that's true. Because bees. Yeah. Nobody likes being attacked by bees. No. No. All right. Examining the RV. You don't want to go inside the killer's RV. You make your way along the sides of the RV and notice a secret compartment. You pull the compartment open. The smell of rotting flesh hits your nose. That's oh, not good. No. What the hell is that, you scream? The body flies out of the RV's compartment. It appears to be the body it of a woman. It flies out? <laughs> oh! I guess it was uh, stuffed in there hard enough to have a little force behind it. Yeah. The woman is wearing a badge on her neck. Upon further inspection, you read the badge. Dr. Laura Berg, psychologist. Did the killer kill his psychologist? Why didn't he cook her? There's something really sinister about all Why this. Why didn't he cook her? <laughs> what is wrong with us? That's our first thought. I mean, she's dead. Why wouldn't you eat her? Why would you just save her in the RV? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Converting your murder victims to poop is the most effective way to get rid of them. It's... It's not. Truish. It's not. It's not. I mean, like, even if you figure that a person is half guts and half meat... Right. You're still dealing with, like, 80 pounds of meat. Smoothies. <laughs> Oh, Cannibal Smoothies is the name of my new punk band. Oh, damn it. I want that one. <laughs> it's mine. You can't have it. Can I be in it? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Every punk band needs a violinist. Right? It's actually pretty true. Like, I, I feel like many punk bands would be improved by a violinist. So true. Yep. Examine Charlie's car. You sit inside Charlie's car. The car seems to have half a tank of gas left. Well, when I find Charlie and Elizabeth, we can definitely escape with their car, you tell yourself. You decide to do some snooping. Apparently, Charlie and Elizabeth are both students at your town's community college. You don't see much else of anything to use. You turn the car off and take the keys with you. 
investigate the campsite, and the trash can is the last bit. Mm-hmm. You examine the trash can. The can itself has various junk inside. As you step near it, you feel hollow ground. Oh. You push the can out of the way to discover a secret passageway. Maybe the killer escaped through here. So we can go through the secret passageway. Or, well, there really is no other option. Actually. I know, we've already yeah. investigated the crap out of the campsite. We better go through the passageway. You start making your way down the passage. When you get to the bottom, you land on a metallic floor. The area around you is dark. Is this a war bunker? You shine your phone's flash on the area. The time, 545. Almost three hours until the final bell rang. Or well, since it Since rang. the final bell rang. And also, it was not quite two hours last time we checked. We spent an hour dicking around in that well, campsite. you know. Gotta be thorough. I guess so. You continue making your way down the passageway. The hall is made of concrete. Whoever made this place was obviously keeping the outside out. <laughs> Eventually, you make your way to a large window. You glance at the window, but see nothing. Someone put a, someone put a window in an underground bunker? Um. Suddenly, a light comes on from the window in the next room. Oh, it's a newer room. Okay. You see Charlie and Elizabeth, both tied up to operating tables. They both awaken and start screaming for help. In front of you is a mechanical operation board. You then hear a speaker go off. Hello. Since you have all decided to play with me instead of having lunch, I have decided to play with you. In front of you, your friends are tied to my operating tables. On the ceiling, you suddenly see large rows of sharp blades from above. You must choose who will suffer the fate of my blades. The person you choose will slowly get their limbs chopped so they can feel all the pain. Ugh. You shudder at the thought of having your body slowly chopped like that. Help! You hear Elizabeth scream from the table. Make your choice wisely. The knives begin to slowly go down on Elizabeth and Charlie. If you don't decide fast, they'll both be chopped. Your stomach feels strange. Oh no. You've gotta be kidding me. Uh-oh. We were so careful! It's not good. You feel your stomach churning in pain. Suddenly, the thought of you drinking the spring water hits you in the face. You feel your vision get blurry. Before you can do anything, you fall to the floor. The last thing you hear before passing out is the screams of Charlie and Elizabeth. Wake up from passing out. That's not what dysentery does, but okay. It's absolutely not. You wake up on the floor of the window room. It looks like you passed out from poisoning of the spring water. You get up and look at the window. The sight is so gruesome, you start puking on the ground next to the window. Aww. 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 The knives from above has, have cut through Elizabeth's body cleanly. Each limb has been completely separated perfectly. Charlie, on the other hand, isn't so lucky. Due to his clown costume, the knives only partially cut his lower torso, leaving him in a half-conscious state. You watch him convulse and die from blood loss. No! Why did this have to happen? Why did I drink the spring water? Because spring water's safe. <laughs> you cry out for the couple. If only you could go back and save them. 
you get up with some difficulty and keep moving forward to the next room. I call bullshit. <laughs> I feel like we could have saved them more shitting ourselves. Absolutely. It's called, like, strength of will. Right? right? Yes. Well, I mean, what? A single fortitude save is all that would take. <laughs> My D&D nerd. Everybody. Yes, you are. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Honestly, at this point, probably more people understand the fortitude save than don't. Like, Right. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't taken, like, a real survey. But I feel like, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons used to be sort of on the fringes of the nerd world. But I feel like it's made its way more towards the center these days. Maybe I'm wrong. But you knew you knew what I was talking about. Have you played the Dungeons and Dragons? I have not. Mm. But I did start a Star Wars uh, RPG. Tabletop. Oh. Yeah, we started, but uh, one of our members of our group went a little insane and had to be committed. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. That, I've... So my friend and I are looking for new people to, you know, play board games with and maybe do a little uh, D&D action. All right. I... It really is difficult to get a good gaming group together. It is. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry for your friend who had to be committed. Like, I assume that it was someone you knew. and Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad he's getting the help that he needs now. Right. Because yeah, that's I'm... way more important. Yes. Much more important than Star Wars RPGs. Yes. Yes. Now, I knew a girl. Although and... it would have been awesome because <laughs> I was gonna be like this like big breasted bimbo lady. It was gonna be cool. Nice. You gonna play a Star Wars femme fatale? Yeah, using the force for um reasons. Right. Even better than Viagra. <laughs> you have a boner. I have a boner. I know, right? How great would that be? It would be so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, were you an alien or were you human? I was human. Uh, all right. Fine, whatever. I I know. I know. Couldn't be a tw- Twilight. Twilight, <gasps> whatever. Oh, yeah. Mmm, Twilight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is how we get away from thinking about the dismembered people. (laughs) That's right. Alright. You walk into the next hallway of the bunker. The more you make your way down, the more scared you get. The more you scared you get. Okay. Walking into the next room, you try to feel for a light switch. Click! The sound of luminescent lights fill the room, as opposed to all those non-luminescent lights. They make a sound. <laughs> right, I assume he means uh, 
now now all fluorescent now all I can, lights. Fluorescent. There we go. Now all I can think of is luminescent. God damn it. <laughs> it looks like some kind of office. You see a desk at one corner of the room and a bookshelf on the other. You see a door near the opposite end of the office. We can examine the desk, examine the bookshelf, or go through the other door. Examine it all. We need to Examine everything! <laughs> you make your way over to the old desk. By the looks of it, it's pretty dusty. You sit down on the chair next to the desk. Plop! The chair breaks its hinges, causing you to come crashing down on the floor. As you're getting up, you spot several sheets of paper under the desk. Diary entry number 102. What creepy fuck labels their diary entries that way? Ooh. Don't don't you put the date on your diary entries? Maybe they don't have a way of telling what the date is. That's even freakier. Thank you, Jen. I love being able to freak you out because it's so rare. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and it looks like you might be right, actually. Ooh. The bunker down here is getting really tense. Food rations are getting dangerously low. We've tried making contact with outside forces, but we're too scared to leave. One of my men have resorted to cannibalism. We will not tolerate that in this bunker. We had to lock him away for his safety, as well as our own. When we found him, however, we discovered that he was trying to eat his own fingers. This can't go on any longer. We have to neutralize him. Okay. What? Donner party? Right? Underground Donner party. Oh my gosh. Well, clearly this guy's a dumbass. If you're gonna eat yourself, why would you go for the fingers? Right? Like, I think, what? Toes, right? Toes, yeah. yeah. Definitely toes. And if you're gonna get locked in a bunker and resort to cannibalism, you have to make sure you have babies. Because <laughs> they are the tastiest. <laughs> If you haven't listened to our daughter party episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and do that now for context. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. See, we're plugging. We're plugging. That's right. That's right. We have this down. We don't need Peter. Actually, no, no we do need Peter. <laughs> we need you, Peter. <laughs> don't abandon us. Please. All right, examine the bookshelf. You make your way to the old bookshelf. Each of the shelves have various dusty old books. It would take forever trying to search through all of them. Oh. As you walk away from the shelf, a book falls from the floor. Falls from the floor? Things are it falls bunker. from the floor. <laughs> Don't question the author. That would definitely get my attention. <laughs> You pick it up, and out drops a locket. What? You pick up the locket and look at it. The outside has a rose on it. Encrusted on in the inside is a picture of a woman with a message. I love you, Daniel. Please come home safe. Christina. Clue discovered! And also, we can take the golden locket. Of course we have to take it. Oh, yeah. I feel like... I feel like maybe, like, the killer will see that around our neck and spare us at some point in the future. Or we can find Christina, convince her that we are Daniel. And gain her sympathies. That's a good idea. Right? 
You decide to walk over to the door across from the entrance. You open it with ease and walk inside. The dark room turns out to be a staircase leading up to something. Up is good. Up is good. You climb the stairs, hoping the exit will be at the top soon enough. Once you get to the last step, you approach a hatch. You push open the hatch and climb out. The cavern! The cavern! You saw your, You find yourself inside the cavern that you saw from the beginning of your walk. You out and see the rusty ladder. Maybe <laughs> you can climb the ladder and escape. Who cares how rusty it is? Before you can do anything, a hand grabs you. You lose consciousness. The forest fire. What? How do you lose consciousness from a dude grabbing you? I feel, yeah. That's... Unless he, like, Vulcan neck pinched you? <laughs> right? Right? No, that's true. But I feel like at that point you should say, you are Vulcan neck pinched. That's true. Like, let us know. <laughs> and apparently now there's a fire like you know he's gotta hide the evidence yes burn down the forest no one will notice that's right Yep. the forest fire you wake up in a mysterious cot I almost thought it said mysterious cat um that would have been much weirder okay way weirder a mysterious cot it looks like you're back inside the cavern. Your hands and feet are bound. You see a lantern several feet away from you. Quickly, you make your way to the lantern, only to be stopped by several chains on your legs. It looks like whoever knocked you out obviously wanted to make sure you weren't going anywhere. Just as quickly, your chains knock the lantern over, causing the cot to catch on fire. Jesus. You try to scream and shout for help, but no use. Squinting your eyes, you manage to see a key on the wall. You try to kick the wall. The key wiggles. You kick the hollow stone wall. It's hollow. What? What? You kick the hollow stone wall again, and the key falls. Unfortunately, it's too far away from you. And our only option is fox for the win! Yes! Not only will the fox help us, but it understands keys. Yes! We made a fox, buddy! Yes! Hooray for fox friends! What does the fox say? (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. (laughs) See, I could have written that song. I could be famous. Dang it. No. They did it first. Of course they did. Yeah. You see the fox that you saved earlier jump out at your. It's wagging its tail. (laughs) Maybe it's feeling better. Hey there, little fella. Can you grab that key over there? The fox looks at you and tilts its head. It looks at the key and makes itself towards it. Makes itself towards it. Okay. Okay. Grabbing the key with its teeth, it picks the key up and drops it in front of you. Good fox, you tell the creature as you pet its head. The fox lays down next to you. This is a really loyal fox, because shit is on fire right now. That's right. You untie your bonds and chains and quickly get up from the cavern. Yeah, we're skilled. Yeah, okay. The Outer Cavern. 
You make your way to the outer cavern. You keep walking forward until you see the RV again. You see Charlie's car. Quickly, you make your way to the car. You unlock the door and put your keys in the ignition. Ah, uh, they are Charlie's keys. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? You hear the killer from the back seat. You suddenly feel your neck being choked to death. It's just our neck, though. We don't need it. You can't do much except barely move your hands. We can show the killer the locket or press on the accelerator. Um, well, I mean, we have the option to show him the locket. I guess we gotta show him the locket. I, th- I think the locket's the way to go. Like, the accelerator's just gonna smash us into a tree. And, I and feel then like we'll end up proven. like that RV. Exactly. And I feel like we've already proven that we will pass out at the... Slightest. Tiniest provocation. Yeah. You pull the locket out of your pocket. Ah, oh. locket in the pocket. And show it to the killer with all your might. Um, it takes a lot of might to show a killer a locket. Absolutely. All all I'm picturing right now is like a quick time event where you're like having to hammer down on the A button or something. Yeah. To like get enough might behind your locket showing. What? Where did you find this? The killer stops choking you and grabs the locket. He takes off his mask and rubs his eyes. This can't be... You turn around and watch as the killer presses his fingers against the locket. Christina, I love you too. Oh, we found Daniel. (laughs) He looks at you and gets out of the car. He then proceeds to tap on the window. I won't hurt you anymore. You look at the killer in disbelief. After this whole ordeal, the killer won't hurt you anymore? You step out of the vehicle. The killer tells you his story. How convenient. When the general, my boss, took me into the bunker holding facility, he grabbed my locket. It was a punishment for eating my own flesh. So he was the one that ate his fingers. Ah, yes. We were desperate. All the soldiers were starving from the war. That's when I really lost all my sanity. Aren't we, like, in the middle of Bridgeport, USA? Yeah, what the hell? Did the general manufacture some sort of bizarre war? (laughs) the killer looks around at the rv he then proceeds to look down at his locket what have i done christina the war is over and i your daniel have gone completely mad you look at the killer he looks back at you tears in his eyes i suppose you'll probably go to the police then let me know i'm here important choice Will you tell the killer that you're going to the police, or will you lie and tell the killer that he is safe? Your decision will have consequences. Well, clearly, uh, the answer is lie. <laughs> right? Because I feel like... you don't tell the killer that you're going to the police, because then he's just going to kill you. I feel like that's the thing where you're like, you feel like you've turned the t- killer into a little puppy dog, and then he's like, Rawr! yeah, and then stabs you in the neck. Still a killer. Yeah. No. All right. It's Lie. called do whatever you can to get out of the situation, and then once you're out of it, then, like, you do what you have to do. Oh, yeah. Thank you, the killer tells you as he begins to walk away from you and to his RV. How about we just all pretend that none of this happened? You can get back to the main road that way. The killer points his hand out east to where you found Charlie's car. This killer slams the RV door shut. 
you walk towards the path to Charlie's car. You slowly start piecing together the clues in your mind. Killer released. Local boy missing. Patient 34 log. Missing boy's arm found. Ugh. Dr. Laura Berg. Soldier General's Diary. The Locket. And the Killer's Story. Suddenly, a light bulb flashes into your head. You get out of the car and knock on the RV door. What? The killer opens up. What do you want? What happened to Christina, Daniel Matthews? The killer is taken aback by your question. What do you mean? You heard me. What happened to your wife? The killer gets into your face. You know, I could just cook you right now. What happened to your <laughs> wife? Jesus. The killer turns around and sits down on the chair. Oh, Christina. We were going on a picnic through the woods here in the forest. This RV is mine. I accidentally flew off the road and crashed into the trees. My son Joshua decided that he wanted to find help for us. That's when he stumbled into the bunker and got killed. When I found the bunker, it brought back my PTSD of the war. I immediately went back in time to my cannibalistic mode. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. What about Dr. Berg? Dr. Berg was my psychologist. She's still alive. The woman you saw in the RV, she's... She is my Christina. Oh, Christina. You watch as the killer, Daniel, kneels over on the floor. She died because I... I lost it. I choked her to death and blamed her for our son's death. It's my fault. This is all my fault. You walk out of the RV in complete satisfaction that you solved the mystery. Oh, God. You walk into your car. It's not our car. It is Charlie's car. He was brutally murdered not more than an hour ago. That's right. And wh why did he have a badge and a coat of his psychologist, like, just hanging around? Because banging her. That's a perfectly reasonable explanation, actually. Right? That's how he managed to get out of the psych unit early. Right? Worked for the Joker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Frankenstein from Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. That character just disappears. Like, after her third scene, she's just, like, gone. Never shows up again. <laughs> so pointless. Seriously. You open the door to Charlie's car and get inside. You put your keys into the ignition and start the car. You sit in Charlie's car for a bit, waiting. You put the car in drive and get back on the road trail. The road trail? Mm-hmm. It's either a road or it's a trail. In fact, if you can drive a car on it, it is a road. That's right. It might be a crap road, but it's still a road. It is not a road trail. I've never heard of this road trail. Yeah, it's not a thing that I know of. I mean, you live in a place where there are trails and there are roads. It's true. We have many of both, but they do not coincide. No. You drive down the road. Eventually, you reach a spot that has cellular reception. Yay! You call the police. Woo! Cell reception. The savior of everybody. Mm-hmm. Several fire trucks, ambulances, and police trucks make their way to your location. You are given fire blankets for support. Major, it, it was too hot for anything a little while ago. Like, 
Maybe we have chills now because of the dysentery. Maybe. Maybe. Major news outlets come out and start reporting on the incident. They want to hear your story on what happened, but you refuse to tell them the story. Eventually, the police come up to you. Can you tell us where this killer is? You point to the RV in the woods. The police manage to get inside the RV and arrest the killer. He is taken into custody. Your parents, worried sick about you, manage to get to the crime scene. They hug you warmly. Several months after the incident, you finally recuperate from all the therapy and counseling. Therapy and counseling will fuck you up. <laughs> you finish high school and go to college to become a writer. You move away from your local town and decide to be as far away from that place as possible. The end, followed by not the end, because there is a choices option. Of course. Welcome to the choices section. I feel like we're in like a TV game show now. Wow. Where you can see hints of what choices you made. You will also find your collection of clues. Clues found six of seven. What? We missed one. We missed one. But it, at the end, it says we found all the clues and figured out the secret. Right? Right? Number one. Yes, you did that decision. We did the hell out of that Oh, my decision. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at the bottom. What? What? Hmm? It says secret ending. Oh, it's secret a secret ending. ending. Congratulations. You've discovered the secret ending. Yes. Dr. Berg, we are calling to let you know that we found Daniel in the middle of the forest. Three teenagers managed to get into danger to find this man. Two of them died. Two of them died. Not to be picky, but... He is in custody now and will be transported to the Bridgeport Sanitarium as soon as possible. Dr. Blurg... I'm sorry, Dr. Berg glances at her answering machine and puts her hands on her face. Thank God that bastard has been found. Do you think he stills, still believes that Joshua and I are dead? Oh yes, Daniel must still believe that you and your son are dead. Dr. Berg shifts in her seat. Why can't we just tell him, Doctor? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Dr. Berg gets up from her chair. She turns around and looks out the window. Christina, I don't think you believe how serious your husband's condition is. If he finds out that you and your son are alive. But Laura. Dr. Berg puts her hands on the desk. Your fingers. That accident was from your husband. Bit two of them clean off. I'm so sorry. What? You should be lucky we aren't charging you for this. Dr. Berg sits down at her desk. I'm sorry it has to be this way, Christina. Me too. Christina leaves the Bridgeport Sanitarium and gets into her car. Joshua, on his headphones, takes them off. So did they find Dad? Yes, honey. What are we going to do? Christina looks at her mirrors. We're going to make sure he never sees us again. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, <laughs> Okay, for serious, why, who's sorry about what there? Uh, I guess, I think the doctor's fingers got bitten. And so the wife is sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, puts her hand on the desk. Your fingers. Okay, nope, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. All right. We did it. I mean, you know, we did let two people die, but... We couldn't help it. 
because yeah. we drank the spring water that should have been perfectly safe. Right. Come on. I mean, on the upside, apparently all we did was sort of pass out a little bit rather than have dysentery, so... Yeah. Anyways, uh, tune in next week when we'll do another story about things. And Peter will be back. That's right. Peter will have returned. You can uh, like us on Facebook. Just, uh, you know, search Search for for Go Go Your Your Own Own Way. Way. You can find us on Twitter at Go Your Own Way Pod. The girl who has uh, Go Your Own Way as her handle has yet to accept my follow request. Oh. So, lame. Very. Uh, we also, you know, wrote a book and stuff. Yeah. Called Dances with Sasquatch. Because uh, why wouldn't you dance with a Sasquatch? Absolutely. They are the best dancers. And partiers. Like, absolutely party with the Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. You can uh, you can find that on Amazon. We would appreciate if you, you know, bought it and left a review. If you were so inclined. If you uh, enjoy Choose Your Own Adventure Stories, we wrote six of them. Me, Peter, Ryan... And uh, Andrew. Andrew's guested on the show. Ryan has not, because Ryan is perpetually insanely busy. Yep. Doing what he does. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Tell us what you think. Follow us on the various social medias. Well, have a good night. Is that? I think that's everything, yeah? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right. High five. High fives all around. We got the secret ending. We did the thing. We didn't die, even though other people died. I think that's still a success. I think so. I think it counts. Right. I think it counts as winning. (laughs) We won. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening.